All right, ladies and gents. Woo. I know business is tough. It ain't easy. There's so many things going on and you wish you can get a little bit organized. That's exactly what we're going to talk about today. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Business Bros. Love it, baby. Let's do it. All right, all you business pros out there. Before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businesspros.biz, schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Today's guest is a chaos-killing, clutter-kicking, disorder-fighting maven. Nothing makes her happier than beating the pants off disorganization and eradicating chaos. Our guest knows that business owners often find themselves in the unenviable position of being a team leader, the head accountant, chief customer service officer, and the head of the project management division. But with your head turned in so many different ways, how can you ever get through the madness? Our guest helps you gain control of your business by following three simple steps to create structure. Diagnose, discover, and implement. With customized solutions designed specifically for your business, you'll be free of the shackles of confusion and finally able to focus on your vision while knowing your business is continuing to operate simply and chaos-free. Joining us today from McKinney, Texas, the Chief Eradicating Officer at Beyond the Chaos, welcome to the show, Susan Venema! Well, 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 <laughs> Susan, what do you think? I mean, two and a half minutes in, and uh, is it like any podcast you've been on so far? No, this is very, very exciting. I love it. <laughs> Great intro, by the way. That was fun. Ham <laughs> always bringing the heat. Okay, so, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it's funny that you've you've you're spe- you're specifically talking about the chaos in a business because almost every business owner that's out there. Um, has this great vision and this great idea of this concept, product, or service that they want to throw into the market. Uh, and as soon as they see any hint of success, as soon as the market accepts whatever it is that they're going to be selling, all of a sudden they're bombarded with everything else that comes as part of being a business. You thought it was going to be simple. I'm just going to do this one job and that's it. No big deal. And then one thing piles up and another thing piles up and another thing piles up. And one of the biggest reasons why entrepreneurs fail is because of burnout. It's because they don't know how to handle this stuff. Share with us your experience in having that overwhelming, uh, you know, everything that happens as an entrepreneur and how'd you get over it? Well, it helps that 
this is what I do, right? You build process for your business, you build structure, you have great project management tools, you calendar block your time. I started that way. So it's easy for me to be the COO of my business. Um, I'm not a good marketer. I'm not a good finance person. So I go find those people. But most uh, regular CEOs are taking on that, that chief operating officer role. They hate it. They're not good at it. They don't want to do it because it's details and minutia. Man, I spend half my time trying to get out of those because I love them so much. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, 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 it's too hard to build process when you're, you don't even want to think that way. And so for me, putting that process together uh, and, and building my company based on that has just made it run so smoothly. I was able to go on a week-long vacation last month. And by the way, vacations are as awesome as you remember them. Go on <laughs> one. <laughs> um, I did not check one text message, voicemail, email. I didn't look at work for an entire week. My team ran everything so smoothly. I came back invoices went out, clients were cared for. I even had my sales calls lined up for the next week and I had 10 emails. That's it. They had handled everything else. Wait, what hold a up. relief. You hold up. Let me let me let me kind of recap there because I, I think this kind of goes over people's heads. Um you are not self-employed. You actually have a real legitimate business. And for those of you who uh, are you know are not catching on here she went on vacation and when she came back, she had made more money probably than when she was there. It means that she has things in place, people in place, trainings in place, employees in place, everything in place so that she can step away. You hear that? She can step away from her business. Susan, help me understand what is the difference between being self-employed and being a business owner? So... Being self-employed, and I, I love that you're making this distinction, by the way, being self-employed means you're doing all the work. You are fulfilling for your clients. Um, you are essentially a glorified freelancer or subcontractor that you're working for other clients. When you're owning a business, you're creating a structure that is repeatable, that is simple, that your team can execute. Now, I am I am not a huge business. I don't probably ever want to be a huge business, but I do one day have the goal of stepping out of the sales and marketing role. And that's the one that I usually recommend most business owners uh, stay in until they're ready. It's very easy to sell yourself. Um, it is hard to turn that part over. Uh, and so that's usually the last thing that you let go of. But I'll tell you what, even as I'm selling and as I'm working on the marketing, I'm constantly thinking about what is my process of selling? How am I doing this systematically so that one day I could teach someone else how to do it, step back and really be a CEO and have other people do all the work? I just show up and set the tone. We are so uh, excited about having a title. A title means everything to us. I'm the CEO. It kind of reminds me of like, you know, if I can be the captain, 
right? So, you know, if you if you have a Navy ship, for example, there's the captain on that ship and that captain is in, in charge of everything, but he's not doing everything. So you think you want to go out and be a captain, you get yourself a little boat and you can call yourself a captain, but what are you doing essentially? You have to clean the boat. You have to make sure the engine runs. You have to put all the gas in. You have to do all that stuff, you know, and then all of a sudden you're realizing that, you know, the, the, the best day in a boat owner's life is the day they sell the boat, not necessarily the day they end up buying the boat, right? And that's the same process that we end up having with, with these business owners that you're talking about. But, but a big issue that I find is, I have a hard time letting go, right? How do I let go of those responsibilities? I I know I can do a good job. I'm gonna wake up early and I'm gonna work hard in my business. And that person I brought on, why don't they work as hard? What's going on? How can I let go of things comfortably? So part of what you're getting at is absolutely true. Nobody's gonna ever be as invested in your business as you are. They are not. Nobody's ever going to be as good at it as you are. Although I will argue that there are things as business owners that we force ourselves to do that we're horrible at. Um, But the thing that, that you were great at, that you started the business because of, uh, nobody's going to do it the way you think it should be done perfectly every time. But here's how you start to let go. You have to think, through all the steps that you're performing to be able to get them written into a process so that somebody else can execute your vision. It has to start from getting it out of your head. And once you get it out of your head, now you're working with somebody on a process together to build that to be what you have, the outcome you expect from them executing it. Now, note I said outcome. That doesn't mean that they are doing every single thing exactly the same way you would. It means you're achieving the same outcome as you would hope that you would achieve. Well, let's talk about that system because what you're what you're describing here is a system, a process, in other words, a standard operating procedure, the way right. that you do things. Um, you might, you might have a process that you do instinctively. You just get up in the morning, you start doing that thing. But when you try to train somebody and you're laying out instructions and it's maybe an outline with five points, you know, you you get up, you turn on the computer, you go to your CRM and you start calling people. That is not as descriptive. If I gave those instructions to somebody, it wouldn't re I wouldn't get the, the outcome. Like you said, the outcome that I'm looking for. You know, what do you mean by having a process in place? How detailed do we need to be so that somebody else can come in and do that same job? So let's take the exact scenario you mentioned, make phone calls, right? Okay, (laughs) call people. Uh, That is not going to get the same results. If I ask my team just to go call some leads, not the same results as if I gave them a script. If I educated them on what we're selling so that they also don't sound like the mindless script readers, right? Mm -hmm. So there is some training involved, but also start with a script. I use a script. I follow a script when I'm selling. Part of the reason why is so that somebody else could also follow that script. I'm constantly modifying it and changing it. Then you start working with that person to say, okay, How many 
calls did you find success with? And you can measure that success however you're designating it. I need calls set or proposals written or whatever your your measure is. Um, you fell short of what we expected. Let's go back and look at the process together and figure out what we need to tweak. Do we need marketing in here to actually help us with our script? Maybe that's where we're off. Or maybe you're not making enough dials. How can we help you make more dials? Um, and when you're working together with a team member like that to improve your process, you can't fail because worst case, even if that person fails and you have to move on, you have a better process to start with the next person. Mm, that's powerful. You know, when we're, when we're developing these things, they're so time consuming. There's so much effort and, and, and detail that goes into it. James is our, is my systems guy. Like, you know, when we started building this insurance company, I say we, but it was him. He spent the last seven years, you know, a learning the insurance business and then B developing a system so that now our team implements a lot of the things. There's a lot of, you know, uh, software that kind of helps us out. When mm -hmm. a new lead comes in, it goes into a certain thing and a checklist pops out. And these are the next processes and procedures. And as as uh, people move through these processes, the next batch pops up and then we move them to the next. It's, it's, it's helping our, our team move a customer through a sales process so that they, it, the end result happens all the time. It took a long time. Mm -hmm. But the benefits are are amazing. What kind of outcome do we get? If we were to focus our effort and, and put in that year, two years or whatever it's going to take to develop this process, what's the benefit of having that system in place? Well, um, you can go on vacation for a week and not yes. have to do all of it, right? But also now you're <laughs> you're also able to scale. So you're able to repeat it multiple times and grow bigger very much more efficiently than if you're talking to every single person every single time. If you're having to onboard every single person and try to remember all those same things, and now they're all off doing it their own way with different checklists and different flows. Now, those checklists that you're talking about Great, you have software, but because you have software, you didn't get the checklist and it started working, right? Mm, you had right. to work the software to set it up and use the tool properly to get you there. So that I think that that's another mistake some small business owners have is they'll say, well, I, I, I have a project management tool, but it doesn't work. I'm, mm. using, I'm using Basecamp, but it doesn't work. Is that really true? Because there's a lot of companies that are using Basecamp and running their whole company based on it. So um, it you have to use the tool appropriately too. It's not magic. Um, and this whole process development, it doesn't stop. You're constantly thinking in a different way. You're thinking about my business is a process. So everything you're doing, your mindset starts to change of how can I improve this? Or how can I simplify this? Or, oh, great idea. Let's go add that to um, the checklist so that next time we're sure it's covered with a new client. But there are so many different things that are going on in a business. When you sit down with a client and 
they're just feeling overwhelmed. They're feeling like burnout is coming around the corner and they finally, finally reached out and asked for help, right? So they're sitting here talking to you and they got the, they're, they're trying to get the help. Where do they focus first? Like, what should I be systematizing first? Where should I be putting my first employee? What should I be, you know, setting up or focusing my attention on? Because I know you already said that, you know, we want to leave the marketing, you know, your sales process to yourself at first because you can sell yourself. But of all the other things, what do we set up first? So I like to put my clients through a exercise to to basically tell me what are you working on? And then let's start classifying what are those things? Are they admin tasks? Are they technician tasks? Because say you were a great software developer, so you're doing that. Um, Are they manager tasks? You know, maybe it's managing a team. Or are they CEO tasks? Nobody else can do them but you. Um, What are those rankings? And then do you enjoy them? You know, I've worked with a software developer who loves to develop software, hates sales. Great. Let's figure out how to systemize your sales and get you out of that. And let's make sure that you have time every week devoted to developing software. But here's the key, not as a deliverable to a client on a schedule, right? Mm. So you might be working on a product for your business as opposed to something that's due to a client so that you're getting what you love out of your business and you're not having to do the other parts. Those are the parts we systemize. So it's different for everyone. um, And and we have to kind of figure that part out. But you can start by doing a self-examination. You know, what are you doing every day? Are you doing admin tasks or... Are you doing CEO tasks? The admin tasks, pretty much all CEOs help hate. So getting those off your plate is pretty easy. And that is an easy place to start with process too. So being able to hand off, say, something like sending out invoices to a client, which many owners hate, uh, record yourself on a screen using Loom or even Zoom, um, show and tell how to do it, and then hand that recording off. That's the simplest way to start creating a process. I usually then also encourage that admin that you've hired to do that. You want them to write it down for you because if you change software, you can go edit the software in writing. If you otherwise, you have to totally re-record the video. So. Um, to avoid that, having it in writing is important, but you can also task an admin to also help start creating those. Now, an admin's not going to be as good at writing a process. Um, they're going to write it from their standpoint. This is what I have to do. So if you have the skill set of being able to write, I would encourage you to also try to write it or reach out and get some help to do it. There's so many different places you can go to nowadays, too. Um, A lot of the VA companies will help write Mm -hmm. uh, some of your SOPs once you record that video because they want to have the same instruction. If they have turnover from one of their VAs, they want to replace the next person and they want to have those same processes in place. So when you do hire some of these VA companies, ladies and gentlemen, that is part of the the structure. You're going to have to send a video, send some instruction on what you want them to do. And they kind of help you out in creating some of these SOPs. 
Now, it's something I heard, uh, and I want to make sure I clarify. When you're talking about which thing to kind of systematize and, and push out, it, it sounded to me like we start with the thing you hate, right? This, we start we start with the thing For that sure. you don't like. I heard I heard uh, I think it was Russell Brunson said uh, he was he was talking about how he he kind of rated himself in different areas, right? He was like, I'm a ten here, and I'm like, I'm, I'm a seven and a five and a six in these other areas, and he was like, look. The, the key to to running your business is that you have a 10 in all the areas. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's you. So right. which one do you start with? Which one do you hate the most? Which one do you want to get off yeah. your plate the most? Because then it gives you that life. Did I hear you correctly? You absolutely did. If you are not enjoying what you're doing, then why are you doing this? Go get a job. You know, do the things that you love. That's why you started your business in the first place, right? You loved something. You wanted to go and do that. Uh, and now I'm talking about professional services mostly, but of course there are also businesses that sell products and that kind of thing. You still have service and operations around your function as a CEO, even if you are selling products. You know, you have to still do all of those things. So what do you love? If you need to educate yourself more to do it better, that can be part of the plan. But if you hate it, figure out and get rid of it. I mean, that's, yes. that's absolutely the yes. first thing that we should work on. <laughs> I 100% I agree. Um, let's talk a little bit about what, what we're going to find if we go to beyondthechaos.biz. What is it that, that you offer there and, and what can listeners do to, to get some of that information? Well, you can go there and you can get it, <laughs> all of it. It's all, it's, it's all free, everything on the website. Uh, there are a couple of things to take note of. Uh, we have a very robust uh, blog and resources page. And that resources page will actually, uh, there's, there's a place at the top of that where you can start and it will walk you through different blog postings and recordings in certain areas to educate you on that. Um, you can also go to beyondthechaos.biz slash ebook and download a free ebook that's three ways to remove chaos from your small business. And that's going to walk you through our three main methods, which is process your business, you know, develop process, uh, establish a good project management function and project management tool. And then lastly, it's uh, prevent the interruptions. And part of that is calendaring your time, making sure everything's running smoothly so that you're not reacting. You're actually proacting most of the time. What was it like writing the writing that book? I mean, you're your process person. You write a lot of stuff down. How was it different writing your your standard operating procedures to now writing a book which essentially gives people the instructions on how to write their standard operating procedures, right? Right. Right. Um it it was a different experience. You know, you had to one I talked it first. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a good, I'm a pretty good speaker. So I talked through it first and then we went back and we edited it to make it flow better and to make more sense. So uh, I am a journalism major. I do have a writing background, uh, which really helped get there too, but a little bit of an interesting, different 
it was actually more fun <laughs> way to do it than uh, writing number one, go to this website, number two, click here. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> Much better. How, you know, we live in an era now where we have so much access to information. We have so much access to different types of tools. We even have access to employees all around the world. Uh, right. when, a, when you have a client that comes to you and says, hey, I need help. Um, you know, what, what are some of your go-to resources that you give them to kind of help guide them in a direction, uh, whether it's employment or software or, or, you know, training in general? We have a robust set of partners that uh, we refer uh, to for, you know, if you need marketing help or financial help. Um, but then we also will have them, uh, you know, we walk them through which software is best for you. Our favorite software tool is Teamwork. Um, it is a fantastic project management tool. We recommend that a lot. Uh, and then also uh, we are also Asana uh, partners. And, you know, that one we bring in for a little bit more simple, like if they have never used a project management tool, we'll start with that one uh, because it is simple. Uh, so there are a whole bunch of tools we have uh, at our resources or at our fingertips that we can recommend for you, depending on what you need. But we do like to talk to you before we make those recommendations. And you've been in business for a while. Every business, the funniest thing is, no matter how successful you see a business, there are always fires that are happening. There's always problems. There are always hiccups and, and things that you have to overcome. Uh, in your business, what were some of the things that you're struggling with even today that you're trying to overcome? Oh, well, um, mostly we run pretty smoothly. You know, I usually only get pulled into fires when, um, you know, something weird has happened with an invoice and our team can't figure it out. And I got to dig into the tool. Um, I do get pulled in if uh, the team is having a challenge of solving a problem for a client. We work together pretty well, but sometimes, especially when it's a technical challenge, I'm probably more technically uh, inclined than all of our team and more technically experienced. I've worked in the virtual world for 11 years, so I've touched a lot of different software. Uh, and so I'm able to, uh, to put out some of those fires um, but they're kind of smoldering and that's really, they're not, you know, major get out the fire extinguisher and take it now because it's systemized, because we've structured uh, the business so that things are planned and we're thinking forward. We're not reacting. The other thing is that when something does come up, maybe a client gets frustrated or isn't jiving with the consultant they're working with. That's probably the biggest type of fire we have. What I've done is created space that in my, I, I have the energy to address that in a much more rational way because I'm not doing it all the time. Mm. I'm not constantly putting out those fires. That's where you get burnout and exhaustion and overwhelm. See, I love, I love asking that, especially when you have someone like yourself who has a system in place. Because the response that I get, the response I heard from you was, 
you know, I don't deal with a lot of those things. My team has the flexibility. They know what they, what is expected. They, they have the uh, freedom to move around a little bit, to wiggle and, and figure out a solution. And it gives you more of a CEO status. Um, so if you're not spending so much time putting out fires, then aside from vacations, what does a CEO spend so much of their time doing? I do a lot of, you know, review marketing, um, figure out how to find more leads, showing up and doing podcasts. Uh, yeah. Uh, I do some speaking. I'm essentially the face of the company and I'm doing sales. So I am on all of the sales calls. Um, even, you know, first calls, I even qualify. Um, so I'm, I'm involved in that quite a bit. You know, I write the proposals after I write the proposals though, we're, we're on and, and they're shared with the client. We're on to a process. So the team gets involved in sending them out and doing the invoicing. And even the turnover has become much more structured than it was, you know, originally when I'm having a call now, they're all recorded and I'm even coaching on the call to the consultant. Now, you know, not that the person that I'm selling to knows that, but I'm saying things like, oh yeah, we will definitely look into X, Y, Z for you. Mm. I'm telling the consultant notes, you know, as I'm selling so that as they listen to those calls to catch back up, they're already starting to get an outline and more information and direction without me having to spend a whole other hour to go back through it with them. See, the life of a CEO, that's the way it's supposed to be, ladies and gentlemen, and it doesn't start off that way. I promise you, what you're going through, it can get better. It's not, you're not gonna be stuck there forever unless you let yourself get stuck there forever. Susan, before we head out, I know we kind of talked about it uh, a little bit in the middle, but uh, if people want to get a hold of you, want to get a copy of the ebook, how can they get a hold of you? Easiest way is to go to beyondthechaos.biz slash ebook. Uh, you can download the ebook for free there. I know some people, especially if you're a very overwhelmed business owner, you might be going, oh, I cannot read another book. I just got to get some help. There's also contact information on that page. So you can just click and go straight to me and we'll get, we'll get on a call and solve your problem. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, make sure you guys check that stuff out. Look, if you're struggling in your business, if it's just driving you up the wall, you don't have any time to spend with your friends, family, or go on vacation. Cause you know, you're the type of business that when you go on vacation, your paycheck goes on vacation too, <laughs> then you need to stop and get this book, pick it up, figure out a way to start building these systems and putting them in place. And that is exactly what Susan does. So go check out beyondthechaos.biz slash ebook and you're going to get that ebook for free. Free. That's it. Means you got to invest a little bit of time, learn a little bit and implement because it doesn't mean anything. You know, the GI Joe said knowledge, knowledge is half the power, right? Well, the other half is the implementation. You actually got to give it a shot. And yes, you will mess up and yes, you will make mistakes, but you improve each and every time. Susan, uh, we at the business bros do video testimonials. That's how we help our clients generate more leads and generate more revenues. Help me. Basically we take their existing clients and turn them into a sales force. Uh, and so I wanted to ask you a question. You were on the business bros. Now you had a full episode. What was your experience like on the show? 
This experience has been so fun first, which is not always what you experience on a podcast. Also, you guys are so well prepared. You have the background of, uh, of you've done your homework essentially, and you're ready to go. And I love how this has flown through both in time and in the whole flow and process of the questions. Awesome. All right. I'm going to give you the framework that we use to, to, to build great testimonials. So ladies and gents, take notes. It's pretty basic. It's pretty easy. It's pretty fun. You can do this with your relationships, friends, whatever you want. Number one, we told Susan how awesome she was with our fire intro. James does a great job with that. Number two, we asked Susan about more of her awesomeness. We wanted her to share some cool stuff because she's already great at what she's doing. And then number three, we asked, what'd you think of us? And that is how we get a good video testimonial. Ladies and gents, how cool would it be? Susan, how cool would it be for your customers to say nothing but good things about you? Oh, well, that would be absolutely spectacular. Luckily, most of them do. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Ladies and gents, you're in business. You're in business because you are already doing a good job. But the problem is your customers, they tell you you're awesome one time and then they don't really tell their friends and families. And a video testimonial will capture that and live on the internet for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, being that sales pitch, telling other people how awesome you are. So if you guys need help with your testimonials, make sure you guys go to businessbros.biz slash testimonials. Let's get those done so you can increase, you know, it's all about scale, right? Increase that lead generation, increase those sales, and make your business a lot better because you know what? Sales cure ales. You have that extra cash, you can start investing in your admins, you can start investing in your systems, and you can start investing in some extra time. So like Susan, you can go on vacation too. <laughs> All right, ladies <laughs> and gents. Susan, thank you very much for being on the program. Really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much for having me. This was a blast. All right, ladies and gents, we'll see you guys later. Oh, by the way, it is my favorite day of the week, S-H-I-T. So happy it's Thursday. We'll see you again next time. Peace. And we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the Business Bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the Insurance Bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.